It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented by FantasyPoints.com. There is never a bad time to go to fantasypoints.com and sign up using the code FEAST if you want knowledge. They already have great recap stories up from the season that was, regular season. Also, they are all over DFS for the playoffs. Fantasypoints.com, use the code FEAST. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of podcasts, even money podcast was posted yesterday. We had two best bets, Steve Fezzik and I, on the playoff games. Ross Tucker Football Podcast is every day. We'll have Greg Cosell on tomorrow. Andrew Brandt was excellent on the Texans and the Eagles and so many things um, over the last couple of days that he talked about on today's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Emery Hunt on the College Draft Podcast broke down the top 10 prospects for both teams for the national championship game Monday night, Alabama, Ohio State. This is the Fantasy Feast podcast where we break it down every week. We are year-round because fantasy football has become a year-round thing if you really want to be good at it. Joe Dolan is our guy, at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. I follow him. You should follow him. He's a star at FantasyPoints.com. And, Joe, we're into the postseason now. We're into the playoffs, six games. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that love, 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 love to play the different DFS options at DraftKings or wherever, but we're a DraftKings podcast. DraftKings for especially Wild Card Weekend and the Divisional Round. And now we we actually have six games for the Saturday or Sunday slate for DFS over at DraftKings. What would you recommend? What are all the options that DraftKings has that people can play? Well, DraftKings obviously is going to have different slates. They're going to have a Saturday-only slate, a Sunday-only slate. They're going to have showdown slates. They're going to have a full wildcard round slate. And, you know, I'm somebody who uh, I'm more of a traditionalist, I guess you would say, uh, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, the playoffs. And I was against the playoff expansion. But even I'm going to admit, it's going to be amazing for DFS and for fantasy and for watching football this weekend with six games. So DraftKings gives you all those options. You can also play multiple different playoff contests. I love doing uh, what I call a one-and-done, use-them-and-lose-them kind of league, where you set a lineup every round of the playoffs, but you can only use a player once. So, for instance, if I were to use Josh Allen this week against Indianapolis, I couldn't use him any of the the next three weeks, even if he advances to the Super Bowl. So you have to have some level of strategy there in terms of saving players and, and using guys like that. So um, that's my favorite way to play. I'm also entering a contest where you take uh, a, to a set lineup, uh, like a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers. You take one player from every playoff team. And it's really strategic because you have to be like, all right, Oh, obviously, I'm going to use Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs of the Super Bowl favorite. 
okay. But if you use Patrick Mahomes, you don't get to use Tyreek Hill. You don't get to use Travis Kelsey. So you really have to like say, where where is my biggest advantage for these guys? Where am I going to take guys? For instance, I think Tennessee is going to lose in the first round. If you think Tennessee is going to lose in the first round, do I use Derrick Henry and get just one game out of him? Or do I go with a running back who has less upside but might play three games? So that's a fun way to play as well. And you can also do a playoff draft, which we did up at FantasyPoints.com. But there's a lot of creative ways to play fantasy football in the playoffs. And all of them are fundamentally different than in the regular season, which with the exception of the DFS slates, especially the six-game slate, which isn't um, – it, it's not as big as a standard main slate. But it's getting up there. It's pretty close. There's going to be a lot of fun DFS contests this weekend. Yep, my, my recommendation, make sure you have the DraftKings app on your phone. And if you love fantasy football, it's fun to play DFS for either Saturday slate, Sunday slate, or for the whole weekend, wildcard weekend, or super wildcard weekend. It really is a good time because it's six standalone games. So it lets you get fired up about all six standalone games over at DraftKings. All right, let's dive into them, Joe. And again, you're going to talk about your your thoughts on the games in general, but maybe in specifically some guys you really like for DFS, maybe some contrarian plays. We'll just go in order. Colts and Bills, I'm calling this game for Westwood 1. Looking forward to it, Joe. What do you got? Well, the Colts and the Bills, obviously, the Bills are seven-point favorites, so pretty heavy favorites here. And uh, the one thing I'm watching now for injuries is on the Colts' end. Now, DeForest Buckner's been banged up for a while. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, Is he going to play? Almost certainly. Phillip Rivers didn't practice on Tuesday. Is he going to play? Certainly. The one guy I'm concerned about is cornerback Rock Yassin, who has a concussion, um, hasn't played uh, the last week, and um, he is working his way back. Is he going to pass the concussion protocol? Because we know if you're playing DFS in this game, it's Josh Allen, it's Stefan Diggs. That is what the Bills do. They do it against good defenses. They do it against bad defenses. Cole Beasley is injured for Buffalo. He did not practice on Tuesday, not looking good for his status. So if you're looking on the lower end, well, John Brown is obvious, but maybe Gabriel Davis. Um, If you're in a deeper playoff contest, maybe you're in DFS and you need a punt play. Isaiah McKenzie scored three touchdowns last week. So he's somebody who's going to be uh, available to you. So I'm looking at that and saying, hmm, this could be a pretty interesting week to use some of these lower end bill receivers. On the Colts side, you're in a one-and-done league. You have to weigh what is Jonathan Taylor's upside. You have to imagine they're going to put the ball in Jonathan Taylor's hands. But even the last couple of weeks when the Colts were playing from ahead and Jonathan Taylor was having monster games against both Pittsburgh and against Jacksonville, Frank Reich went away from him in the second half. And you have to wonder when the Colts are heavy underdogs, they're a touchdown, full touchdown underdog in this game, is Jonathan Taylor going to lose snaps to Naeem Hines? So Naeem Hines is somebody who probably isn't going to carry the ownership of a Jonathan Taylor, or at least isn't going to carry the cachet of a Jonathan Taylor on a DraftKings slate, who might actually be somebody who ends up playing nearly as many snaps as Jonathan Taylor because he's going to be the passing down back. And, you know, at wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, who for 10 weeks of the regular season was a zero for fantasy, has really come on of late. Unfortunately, he's going to catch a shadow from Tredavious White this week, you would think. Um, that opens up things for for um, for uh, Zach Pascal, opens it up for Michael Pittman. Um, these tight ends for the Colts have been in and out of the lineup. Jack Doyle's been dinged up. We had a, I think he had a quad injury. 
Um, they're all splitting their snaps pretty evenly. So I'm looking at the Colts, and I'm looking at Naeem Hines as somebody I'm really focusing on in this matchup who might be able to provide some value for you um, because they are expected to play from behind in this game. Should be noted, uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, third in the NFL, 19.4 carries per game the yeah. last six games behind only Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook. I believe they're going to try to keep the ball away from Josh Allen and the Bills. I think so, too. And, and feed him quite a bit, especially after he went for 253 last week. Right. I kind of like the Isaiah McKenzie call. You know, the Colts nope. played a lot of two-deep zone, so they try to make you throw it underneath. I don't think Beasley plays. I think McKenzie plays a lot in the slot, and maybe he has a, a nice day for you as a contrarian play there. Um, those are just a couple of observations by me going through the notes and looking at these teams. Let's get to Rams Seahawks. Yuck, Joe. Yuck. Mm. I mean, the Seahawks are favored by three and a half. The total is now 42 and a half. I mentioned on the Even Money podcast, I like the under. I don't see a lot of points in this one. I'm referencing that because, you know, we, we, we obviously don't usually want to have guys in our lineups, fantasy lineups on teams, games that aren't going to score very many points. Yeah, so uh, if you like the under Ross, you're rooting, obviously, for Jamal Adams to play for Seattle because he's got the shoulder. Pete Carroll's insinuated this week it's going to come down to game time with Jamal, uh, with, with Jamal Adams, so keep that in mind. The Rams are expecting Cooper Cup to be activated off the COVID list. That's obviously good news for the Rams. You got Robert Woods in there. And I don't know about you, Ross. I know they didn't score a whole lot of points, but I thought John Wolford showed a little something. Like, he was out there running around. He was a... I, I said on Twitter, he was playing like a lunatic out there. He was fun to watch, running around. And it, the complete opposite of the very measured and methodical Jared Goff. Right now on Wednesday, Goff's apparently been throwing this week. But, I mean, he's coming off of throwing thumb surgery. Heading into a playoff game, that doesn't make me – that doesn't warm my cockles. I'll, complete, I'll tell you that much when it comes to an NFL quarterback, especially one like Jared Goff who doesn't have very much functional mobility. Somebody like Goff who is a pocket passer doesn't make me feel great. Going to have to keep an eye on his, uh, on his status. But if you like a quarterback who might run around a little bit in terms of DFS, is going to be on a cheaper end. If he starts, John Wolford, if Seattle doesn't have Jamal Adams – is probably going to allow you to load up your lineups elsewhere. So let's look at the Rams injury report a little bit. Cam Akers limited with the ankle. It looks like he's going to go. I said Cooper Cup is expected back from the COVID list, as is Michael Brockers, the defensive tackle, which is going to be bad news uh, for Chris Carson and that Seattle run game, which, you know, Carlos Hyde has been banged up. Again, uh, an illness. Um, but they've been getting Rashad Penny involved there. So Chris Carson hasn't been the hammer every down back that we're used to seeing from them. And then, of course, comes the tough matchup here. When you're doing your playoff rankings, matchups become really important. And DK Metcalf is going up against Jalen Ramsey in this game. And he's going to catch a shadow from Jalen Ramsey. And we know that DK Metcalf this season has struggled against the Rams and Jalen Ramsey. In the first matchup, he had two catches for 28 yards. None of them were on Jalen Ramsey. In the second matchup, he had six catches for 59 yards. All right but not the kind of upside we expect to see from DK Metcalf. Meanwhile, tra uh, uh, Tyler Locke is coming off a 12-catch game. I think I said on last week's podcast he had an outside shot at 100 catches. He needed 12 catches. He got it. 
So I think Tyler Lockett's going to be the more popular. DFS players are sharp. He's going to be the more popular of the Seahawks receivers this week. So keep an eye on that uh, that right there. Um, Russell Wilson has really struggled of late um, against this Ram defense. I agree with you. It doesn't show a whole lot of upside. This is a game where I think if you want to create some a little bit of, of, uh, uh, of di- uh, diversifying your DFS lineup, this is the game to do it because with this low total, Ross, you said you like the under. I think there's going to be a lot of DFS players shying away from this Seattle against the Rams game. I think people are expecting an ugly football game, and their two matchups earlier this season would indicate that that's probably the right call. Saturday night, it's the Bucks. And it's the Washington football team. There's some optimism as it surrounds Mike Evans. A little surprising to me, Joe. I thought they'd sit him after the hyperextended knee. And I thought Antonio Brown had a chance to have a big night. Yeah. Well, uh, how about this, Ross? I mean, six weeks ago, five weeks ago, Tom Brady is cooked. He should have retired. He should have gone out. You know, he now is the second quarterback in NFL history to throw 40 touchdown passes in a season with two different teams after some bum named Manning uh, Ross. I don't know how he got on. I don't know how he uh, is, is a first ballot hall of fame nominee nominee, but I don't know. I, I don't know if he's going to get in. He's got an uphill climb, but Tom Brady's having a great season. Uh, the, the numbers are phenomenal. He's getting hot at the right time. So let's keep an eye on that. Mike Evans, there is some optimism. We're going to have to see later in the week for him. Even if if Mike Evans plays, I think Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown are going to be two of the more popular options for DFS this week, as will Rob Gronkowski, I think, being a popular option. This could be a little bit uglier than you think, though, with that Washington front seven. I think they can get after Tom Brady, maybe bring some interior. Wouldn't be shocked to see... Ron Rivera kind of try to move Chase Young inside a little bit because that interior pressure has always been what affects Tom Brady the most. So bring some of that pressure from the interior. I think the the, the football team could ugly this up. Somebody like Jonathan Allen's been playing really well. Um, so I think they could ugly this up for Brady. But everybody is going to expect Tom Brady and Tampa Bay to run away with this game. They're nine-point favorites. That's the second highest on the entire wildcard slate. And that leads me to the Washington football team. My favorite play from Washington this week is J.D. McKissick. He's going to be – the price isn't going to be too high. Antonio Gibson still dinged up. He didn't look right to me against Philly. Uh, Well, the the whole team, frankly, didn't look right to me against Philly. But um, I think Philly, in terms of tank gate, I think Philly expected Washington, frankly, to blow them out. And they would be like, ah, we're just taking the starters out, and it didn't happen. Um, uh, But I think J.D. McKissick, with this team playing from behind, is going to be important. I like Logan Thomas a lot. Keep an eye on the status of Carlton Davis, the corner from Tampa Bay, because if he doesn't go, that gives Terry McLaurin a little bit more upside. McLaurin clearly wasn't 100%, but he caught a touchdown pass. With this team playing from behind, I actually think you can put a couple team players in your uh, in your DFS lineup, McKissick, McLaurin, Logan Thomas, kind of like these guys, uh, and you can go to the Sims boys, Cam Sims or Steven Sims, to fill out the bottom end of your roster. Again, nine-point underdogs indicates Alex Smith is going to be throwing the ball. And Alex Smith, as we know, he is a check down artist, and that favors the running backs and the tight end. Joe, let's get to uh, Sunday morning. Well, I guess Sunday early afternoon. Um, so many good games, by the way, this weekend. Mm-hmm. That one will be Ravens-Titans. I absolutely cannot wait for this game. Uh, the Ravens are favored by three and a half. It's back up to three and a half. 
and the totals 55. So these numbers always from DraftKings, of course. 55 is important. It's the highest total of the weekend. Well, here's what I would say. If you're the if you're um the Tennessee Titans, get on the horn with Dean Pease, the retired defensive coordinator, because he drove Lamar Jackson nuts in the playoffs last year. This Titan defense has not been the same. And the Ravens are peaking at the right time. You know, four weeks ago, I keep going back. Oh, five weeks ago, we all thought Tom Brady was done. Four weeks ago, at the end of November, we're talking about the Ravens like, man, Lamar Jackson, the regression has hit. The offensive line has been bad. He can't throw the ball. And then they are peaking at the right time. It, I don't know. I'm not going to say this is the catalyst, but it has coincided with the Ravens reducing Mark Ingram's role at times to being a healthy inactive on game day and feeding J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Both of those guys are going to be popular on the DFS slate with Dobbins obviously being a little more popular because he has more juice. Lamar Jackson is playing at an MVP level. I think Baltimore can score on Tennessee in this game. I think it could be a potentially very high scoring game uh, if Baltimore scores the way I expect Baltimore to score. This is an over-under of 55. It is by far the highest on the slate. So the markets expect that Baltimore and Tennessee are going to be able to score as well. So expect a lot of DFS ownership to come from this game. Lamar Jackson if you're going to go high price to quarterback, he's probably the guy. Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown's coming alive. I know. I had an over-the-yardage prop for Hollywood Brown last week at 42 and a half. He had 41 receiving yards, but he could have had all of that prop on a single bomb on a perfectly thrown ball by Lamar Jackson early in that game. Lamar uh, put it right on the money, and Hollywood didn't catch the ball. He struggled with drops, but he is coming alive. He had two touchdowns in that game. So he's coming alive a little bit. Um, I think if you want to take a deep shot, there's Miles Boykin uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. So he, he had a deep touchdown last week, and Lamar Jackson is really on fire. So the, every all the focus is going to be on the Ravens' run game, as it should be. But again, the markets expect this to be a very high-scoring and close football game, which indicates that the Tennessee Titans as well have a lot of appealing players. Next up, it's the Bears and the Saints. The Saints are back to being favored by 10 points. The total is 47 and a half over at DraftKings. Are there some Bears contrarian plays where you could throw a David Montgomery or an Allen Robinson sure. or maybe even get nuts and go with Trubisky in your lineup? Uh, Darnell Mooney also kind of hurt his ankle last week. So I want to keep an eye on that because if Darnell Mooney can't play in this game, and we're recording this, Ross, on Wednesday, so um, we don't have a practice report from the Bears yet. Um, maybe Anthony Miller is somebody you could throw into a lineup on the lower end uh, from the DFS angle. Maybe if Darnell Mooney can't play, you pivot to like a Cole Komet or a Jimmy Graham for your lineups with the expectation that the Bears are going to be playing from behind. But David Montgomery is, is, is going to be pretty popular in general. But I agree with you. Mitchell Trubisky is somebody you can go on the cheap end at quarterback. I'll also tell you this, though. In terms of defensive and special teams, I think the Saints are going to be very popular because you have a 10-point favorite here. They're going to be able to pin their ears back and get after Mitchell Trubisky. The Saints are going to be very popular from a defensive special teams uh, angle. But Allen Robinson with the Bears 10-point underdogs, that's what you actually like to see that if you want to play Allen Robinson for DFS. Um, the, the Saints secondary is starting to come together, but it hasn't been the greatest of years for Marshawn Lattimore. So uh, Allen Robinson with the Bears as 10-point underdogs, yeah, I actually like seeing that. Got it. Okay. 
Um, would you would you do Michael Thomas or anything like that for the well, Saints? Well, let's, let's see his status. I think there's optimism Thomas is going to be back. Um, the Bears have had a lot of injuries in that secondary. Um, uh, Johnson, uh, 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 Johnson, and um, they've had uh, Buster Screen has been inactive. So they have. We've got to see what the status of the secondary is because it has been shattered by injuries. Um, keep an eye on the status of Alvin Kamara because if Alvin Kamara can't get off the COVID list for this game, remember. Uh, I, of course, I knew the NFL was going to schedule this game for Sunday because the report was if it was Saturday, Kamara couldn't play because he did, he wouldn't be able to pass the protocols. Of course, it's Sunday, so keep an eye on his status. But if Kamara doesn't play, Latavius Murray is going to be through the roof, presuming Latavius Murray doesn't also test positive because he was deemed as a close contact for Alvin Kamara. Um, this is one of those where you check your eligibility for Taysom Hill because I think Taysom Hill is going to be an important part of what the Saints do offensively. You know, we, I, I put together a list of rankings uh, at, at FantasyPoints.com for the playoffs, and Taysom Hill ranked out higher than, like, Jared Goff. He ranked out higher than Alex Smith. He ranked out higher than Mitchell Trubisky for the full playoffs because you anticipate – with the, Bear, with the Bears as 10-point underdogs and the Saints as 10-point favorites in this game, that Taysom Hill's going to get a couple of games here. So you have to adjust that, but check his eligibility because he is usable uh, from a DFS perspective or from a regular fantasy perspective if you can get non-quarterback eligibility. But I think Drew Brees, especially if that secondary continues to be banged up for the Bears, is somebody who is worth throwing out there. Um, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders I like in general. Um, even if Michael Thomas is back because Sanders and Breeze have started to develop a really nice chemistry. Jared Cook is one of the best tight ends in the playoffs. He and Breeze always seem – it seems like they score on that that seam shot every week, those two guys together. Even if Cook doesn't catch more than three passes, he always seems like he has a touchdown. And another guy to focus on on the lower end. I know he got dinged up at the end of last week's game. I think he's okay. That's Marquez Callaway, who is the uh, undrafted rookie receiver out of Tennessee. He was a Greg Cosell favorite. Um, he has been eating up cover three. Um, uh, Drew Brees has trusted him. You know throughout the years, Drew Brees will gravitate towards guys if they make plays for him. doesn't matter if they're first-round picks or undrafted. He gravitates toward these guys. And if you need to save some money, Marquez Callaway has been a guy making a lot of plays for the New Orleans Saints. Sunday night football, it's the Browns and the Steelers. The last we heard, Joe, as of when we're recording this Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, no new positives today for the Browns, no close contacts. So we're going uh, to at least discuss it, assuming there are no others. How much does it affect you in your mind, uh, any of the fantasy guys for the Browns that Stefanski's not going to be calling the plays. It's pretty significant, um, and, and it affects it more for Baker Mayfield for me because I think um, I think the guys are going to – Alex Van Pelt, I believe, is going to call the, quarter, the, the plays, and I think he's he, he knows he's going to run the football. Now, Joel Batonio being out hurts that against, against Hayward. So um, it's just not good news for the Cleveland Browns. It's unfortunate. Um, it, it's going to hang a cloud over this game, which I, I'm really upset about. But I still think Cleveland can be competitive in this game. The question now becomes, um, for the passing game, do you trust Austin Hooper? Do you trust Jarvis Landry? Jarvis Landry, I tell you this, he's going to be pissed off. Because Jarvis Landry is not happy about missing that game a couple of weeks ago. I think he's going to be excited to get out there and play in this playoff game. Um, I think he might have played in one when he was in Miami. But I think this might... 
the, I think Jarvis Landry hasn't played in the playoffs in a long time. Let's put it this way. Uh, he hasn't been on very many winning teams. I think he's going to be excited about getting out there in this one. Um, and he and Baker Mayfield are going to draw some things up in the dirt. And, you know, I don't think this is as dire as the Lions were a couple weeks ago when they had inexperienced play callers on both sides of the ball. But Pittsburgh is going to be able to take advantage of that. So, obviously, Cleveland's offense is automatically a downgrade here with no Kevin Stefanski. When it gets over to Pittsburgh's side – Check the status of Denzel Ward. He hasn't been able to play in a couple of weeks. Um, if he can't go, that's good news for Chase Claypool. It's good news for Deontay Johnson. I'm looking at Pittsburgh, and my question is, does Pittsburgh play the same way it played in the second half of the season when it looked like they weren't even going to make any noise in the playoffs? Or is Pittsburgh going to play like Pittsburgh played against the Indianapolis Colts in the second half when they decided, oh, we have Chase Claypool. Let's put some speed on the field and go down the field, and Ben Roethlisberger all of a sudden looks like he's 30 years old again. I don't know what the disconnect is here between Randy Fickner and Ben Roethlisberger, but it's very clear that this offense is better when Ben Roethlisberger is throwing the ball down the field or at least trying to throw the ball down the field. Everything has been restricted. It's been awful. They threw the ball down the field last week with Mason Rudolph at quarterback, Deontay Johnson catching long passes. Throw the ball down the field, Pittsburgh. Throw the ball down the field. I know, like, they're going to be up. They don't want Miles Garrett to get in Ben Roethlisberger's lap. I understand that. But just throw the ball down the field. It's going to open things up for your entire team. I like the Pittsburgh receiving core in this game. I think I'd take a shot on Ben Roethlisberger because I think he might be a little bit undervalued by the market because of the six-week stretch where he did not look good at all, maybe maybe that one half against Indianapolis was an aberration. But when you're playing a short slate like this, sometimes you need to bet on an aberration. Sometimes you need to say, hey, I'm not sure that's real, but I've got to take a shot on it because I think I'm going to get an advantage in diversifying my lineup with some Ben Roethlisberger and some Chase Claypool. Uh, I think they expect Eric Ebron to be back. Cleveland has struggled at the safety position all year, so maybe he's somebody that you, you go to. Um, in the backfield, I, I, if you play James Conner for DFS, you just hope for a touchdown. They still can't run the ball. I think the passing game is what's going to drive this thing for Pittsburgh in this one. I should have mentioned this earlier, Joe, but tell me this isn't insane. DraftKings is giving you the chance to double your money. All it takes is for one touchdown to be scored during Saturday's football games. There's three games. You need one touchdown. I'm probably not legally allowed to tell you that there's definitely going to be a touchdown, but use your brains, please. If you're listening to this or you're watching it on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, so you can see Joe always rocks the awesome fantasy points at one touchdown, double your money. Do yourself a favor. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code Ross, obviously, so that when you sign up, you can double your money if a touchdown is scored in one of Saturday's football games. That's code Ross, new players to get a shot at doubling their money, limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, in Jersey PA only, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Joe, I got excited as we were going from game to game. Did I let you finish your thoughts on the Seahawks and the Bucks? Like, did you 
Did you close out those games, or did I just? Get I did. So excited? I did. Yeah. Um, the Titans were the one I thought maybe we didn't really get into all that much. But the Go problem with it. the Titans is they're still kind of the same team, Ross. I mean, it, uh, this is expected to be a high-scoring game, so I think you can Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, Corey Davis. All these guys are in play um, in, in a potential high-scoring game. Uh, you know, at, at this stage, I think it's just a matter of picking the right guy, which which is part of the problem with DFS. But they expect that they're going to have to throw the ball. Maybe you go to Jonu Smith a little bit. Um, Cameron Batson on the lower end if you want uh, a wide receiver who's going to save you some money and, and you want to focus on that game. But, yeah, the, the, the Titans are, are, are kind of a boring team to talk about, even though I love watching them, because for fantasy, they're the same damn thing every week. That usually means the offensive coordinator is doing a pretty darn good job. I agree with that. And he has been Arthur Smith. All six teams have requested an interview with him, which I think makes perfect sense for a million different reasons. Check out Joe on Twitter, please. He deserves it. He's very, very good. At FG underscore Dolan. Please go to fantasypoints.com. Use the code FEAST so they know we sent you. And also, there's so much good stuff there. I mean, it's the best for the playoffs and on all the different contests at DraftKings that Joe talked about. But then, right when you get to February, then you start to get Greg Cosell's prospect breakdowns. Like there's, there's, there's no lag there. You, you go right from the end of the season to Greg Cosell's draft breakdowns. It's unbelievable. Fantasypoints.com. Use the code FEAST. Maybe that should be your New Year's resolution to be better at fantasy football, to be a better football fan, to get the best value in sports. Fantasypoints.com using the code FEAST. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. Please follow. Please rate and review. It means a lot. Joe is the man. We'll be back next week. It'll be very similar. Divisional round, breaking it down. I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.